Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. See now that the church is starting to prepare to prepare the believers for the season of salvation, of Lent, of Holy Week, of the crucifixion, of the resurrection. The church is beginning to what? Make us aware of something deeper. And last week we talked about the, the gospel said, do not labor for the food which perishes. And now we have here the Lord feeding. He, he's saying, don't labor for the food last week. And this one he's saying, you didn't labor and I'm the one that's going to feed you. But there's something very, very unique about this passage. It says, Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to his, test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Imagine you're sitting with your family and you saw 10,000 people walking down like the street in a march or doing something. And you say, honey, should we buy something for all of these people? And what would your wife say? She'd say, yani, why do we have to feed these people? Why are they our responsibility? That Christ is looking at his disciples and saying, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? What, does that have to, what do they have to do with us? It's almost like he's saying, are you able to go buy bread for 15,000 people? Of course not. How are you going to feed them? And it says, but this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. You see, God wanted to make the disciples, the Lord Jesus wanted to make the disciples aware of their insufficiency to depend on themselves or anything else. Where can we buy this food? There's no place that can buy this food, this amount of food. And we don't have the money to be able to buy all this food. Jesus saying, do you realize that you can't do the things that God wants you to do on your own? You'll notice at the end of the story, it says, after he had fed them, it says, this is truly the prophet who is come, who is to come into the world. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is talking about another prophet will come. And they know that Moses is the one that was through his prayers and through his presence, was bringing manna from heaven, was bringing manna from heaven to feed the multitudes. And so when they saw Jesus, the Jews have always known that another Moses is coming, that another prophet is coming. And then when they were all fed, it says, ah, this is the prophet that is to come into the world. This is the one that Moses was talking about that is going to feed his people. Today the Lord is asking you, all of your problems, all of your struggles, all of your things that you depend on yourself for. You see, the Lord was trying to overwhelm the disciples. And sometimes the Lord will bring you to a point in your life where you have no answer. You can't provide. You can't do what is needed. That the problem is too great. The, the, the struggle is too much. So that one day God will say, I want you to know that your only power comes from heaven. Not only did he show the disciples 
that the power to feed these people is going to come from heaven, but also these people know that there's not enough food to feed 15,000 people, that it only comes from where? Heaven. So the church is going to say in this next coming season, strip yourselves of the dependence of anything of this earth, food, uh, everything, even social things, all of the needs that you're trying to meet on your own, it says, strip yourself of them. That's why you see the church is going to change its mood and its tone and all of its behaviors. It's not a time, as we approach Lent, it's not a time of social gatherings and, and eating and celebrating. No, it's a time to strip yourself of the dependence of anything else. What are you always running to? Who are you always running to when you're alone, when you're sad, when you have issues, when you want to share your problems? And so the Lord is saying, go give them something to eat. And they said, he says, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? The answer is, we cannot do it on this earth. We cannot find bread from this earth to satisfy the hunger, the real hunger of these people. Are you aware of a deeper hunger inside of you? you say, no, I'm fine. Life is great. I do my thing. I have my job. I have my family. I do my things. You say, no, there is a much deeper hunger. And do you know what God is going to do? When you become unaware of your hunger for God, He's going to make you deeply aware of that hunger. God in His love is going to overwhelm you. You say, God, what are we going to do with this situation? Have you ever been in a problem where you've come to the end of yourself and you say, Lord, that's it. Like this problem is going to be the end of me. Like I have no answer. I don't know what to do. I cannot go one more day like this or one more paycheck, you know, to, to satisfy all of our needs. I can't reach or satisfy all these needs. God says, now do you realize that your help only comes from heaven? Be careful. Be careful if you're only depending on the material. He says, look, there's no place where you can buy all of this bread. There's no way that you can feed all of these people. Can we go back to the wilderness in, in Egypt where we remember that it was only God that can bring manna from heaven just like they were in a deserted place? So were the Jews in the wilderness. Deserted place. And how are we going to eat? We're going to eat from Him. How are we going to drink? We're going to drink from Him. How are we going to live? We're only going to live by Him because He is the hope of us all, the healing of us all. The life of us all, the resurrection of us all. He is everything. You say, okay, well, that, that's nice, but thank God I got a paycheck. Really? But be careful. If you believe that your life is coming from the earth, you'll never find life from the earth and you'll die in the earth. But if you believe that life comes from up, you'll find life only from up. Where are you finding life? paycheck, your friends, people around you say, yeah, and I come up every day starving, starving for love. My spouse cannot love me enough. My friends are not giving me enough love. My neighbors, and no one is giving me the love that my soul is thirsty for. And so he's telling you, where are you going to go get love? You say, we can't get love from anywhere. You can't get the real love from anywhere, you're right. 
Our help comes from what? From Him. Our help comes from above. Do you believe that or not? You see, of course I believe that. How much do you get on your knees and say, Lord, my help comes from you? Say, so, oh, I, I don't, not enough. Say, so then you believe in your bank account, in your friends, in, be careful. Let us not be lost in this world as the Israelites were lost also in the desert. And they forgot who is the one that is feeding us every day, it is God. Who is the one that is quenching my thirst every single day? It is God. Who is the one that is protecting us from the beating of the sun every day in the desert of my life? It's Him only, the cloud. Who's lighting my path? It's the pillar of fire. Do you believe in this or not? Are these just stories that we read and we tell our children? Let's go to the room. Let's close the door. Let's strip ourselves of the cheap food that isn't keeping us sustained. Relax. The food that we're eating is killing us. The food that we eat every day is killing us. But there's one food, the food on this altar. You know when we say in the prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, and then we say, Give us this day our daily bread. The Greek word is not just our daily bread. It is our supernatural bread. Give us this day our what? Our supernatural bread. We are not praying to God for the crumbs on our table. We are praying for the supernatural bread which we find on this table. That the bread that you are starving for is not coming from the ground. It is coming from the altar. And that's why the church is going to start to what? increase its liturgies and increase its prayers and do because of this gospel, to say you're hungry, but you don't know how you're hungry. And you'll experience this in Lent. You say, Abuna, stop talking about Lent. We have another month or we have another few weeks. No. It's the best time of the year because you will never be so full. You will never be so full so that what? You will take over leftover fragments, that what you take from the season of being filled with God what do you do with fragments? You come, the leftovers, you come and you feed everyone else. You feed everyone else with the leftovers. That when you are full again, that you don't say, nobody can give me love, nobody is able to feed my soul, nobody is able to give me what I'm hungry for, he has given me so that it becomes in me a fountain in which I fill everyone around us, which is what we see in the gospel of the Samaritan woman. He says, you will have a fountain in you. You're looking for thirst, you will be the fountain. You say, I wish, Lord. I wish that I don't depend on love from else, that I receive love from God, and I'm so satisfied. And I can't find love from the world, but I'm so full. You know, we just celebrated a whole season of the Desert Fathers. St. Anthony and Maximus and Dumadius and Ambabula, all of these wonderful, where did they eat from? Up. Where did they find their love from? Can anyone live? Ambabula went seven years without seeing a man. Can anyone live seven years without love? Never. But he received love from up. He received love from up. Today is the day where you say our help comes from above. Our food comes only from above. Go to your room. Close the door. Get on your knees and say, Lord, my help is in you. My strength is in you.
my life is in you. And he will satisfy. Can you believe that Jesus is looking to 10,000 or 15,000 people and says, haram, these people are going to starve. God be with them. Never. If they're hungry, I will feed them. Who cares? This is not our business. No, it's my business. I have to feed the hungry. That's why we close the door to our room and we say, Lord, feed the hunger of my soul. I want to be satisfied. Maybe you're struggling with a sin, some sin that is trying to satisfy you. You say, Lord, I can't be full. Can you, Lord, satisfy the hunger of my soul, of my spirit, that now all of these temptations become cheap? These evil things become cheap. It's not that I'm dying to have it, but I can't have it. No, it becomes cheap. Why? Because I have everything. That I'm fully satisfied in Him. This is a beautiful story today. Not about their eating earthly food, because they only had five loaves and two fish. You know, barley loaves are not just, barley is very cheap. Barley is very cheap bread, come in. It's not just like good bread. Barley is known to be a cheap bread. So it says, for sure, it's not this bread, it's the one that filled them. This isn't the bread. Today, the Lord satisfied the multitude. You say, okay, he's feeding Abuna and he's feeding the servant. Does he have enough? He has enough for everybody, where everyone here will be filled and go out and feed the world with your leftover fragments. That every day you remember that I never have need. God has never forgotten me in my hunger and in my time in which I'm starving. Leftover fragments. Do you have leftover fragments? Can you say my God can give not only till they were filled, the Bible says, the gospel says they were filled. Not only till they were filled, but I can't have any more. I'm overwhelmed and we have all of these fragments. I can't take it anymore. Imagine there are people that experience the miracles of God and they slow, say, Lord, like I can't take it anymore. I can't give back to you enough. You give to me and then I give to you. And then you give me much more and then I give to you. And then you give me much more and I give to you. Hey, Rabbi, you have that much, Lord. Say, yeah, come to me. Where shall you go to buy food for all these people? We can't do it, Lord. He says, you're right, you can't do it. Because I know that I'm going to bring it for you. The supernatural bread which we find on the altar is the one that will satisfy your needs. So today as you go to the altar, as you're praying in liturgy, think about your needs. Think about your temptations. The things that you're running to for love, for, for joy, for pleasure, whatever it may be. You say, Lord, oh, you see my needs and you see my starving? and you're begging me to stop, I can't stop. When I come and I have one bite of your body, can you make me realize that everything in this is me is satisfied? That'll make you want to come to every single liturgy. You see, those few crumbs that went to my mouth satisfied the deepest hunger in my soul. This altar is a spring of eternal life. This altar is the spring of eternal life that will satisfy the depths of your being. May we all come to him and eat of his flesh and drink of his blood and be satisfied and have no more need. And glory be to God forever.
This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.